You're listening to What's the Rumpus Podcast. You can find us at whatsrumpuspodcast.com slash live. If you want to talk to us, go to whatsrumpuspodcast.com slash IRC to find out where we're at. Welcome to another episode of What's the Rumpus. I'm Adrian Hanna. I'm Ryder Stepp. And with us this week is uh, guest host James Barnett in place of, of uh, Charles Thomas, who is in the process of moving and couldn't get to a microphone slash internet in time. Or both. He could have or- just used a phone, but it would have sounded like hot poop. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess, uh, James, what, what do you do and how do you know us? I, uh, I went to school with you guys. We were all in the same fraternity. Um, we, uh, all this is exactly the same intro same that manager. Chuck has. <laughs> he works for Wecken, and he has a CNSA degree, and <laughs> it's like, and we're the same people, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but that's awesome. We're, we're, we're the uh, the Stepford fraternity brothers instead of the Stepford types. <laughs> we like computers. We drink beer. We went to school together. Beep, beep, boop, boop, but, but he has a cool job now. James, yeah, why don't you tell us about for, that? I'm working for IBM now. I am a technical support specialist, which is their term for uh, system administrator for uh, IBM. And I work on the Windows side. They call it Intel there because uh, Windows stole their, uh, their uh, computer glory back in the 80s. And they don't want to use that name around the house. They don't use Windows? They say no, they Intel? They call it all Intel, yeah. That's retarded. What about if it's AMD? <laughs> well, we don't work on AMDs, because that's not Intel. That's another That's another. Oh, you group. can run Windows on AMD? <laughs> Alright, I'll, uh, I'll start off, because uh, I love Jack Thompson. That's all I gotta say <laughs> right now. Because, because anytime... Isn't Jack he in, Thompson, in prison? I don't think he is. Let me check. <laughs> okay, I love Jack Thompson because every time he's in the news, it's amazing. It's something that's so ridiculous that you can't help but laugh about it. And nobody takes him seriously anymore. But uh, this time around, uh, Jack Thompson is suing Facebook for $40 million. <laughs> <laughs> he says that... Uh, he said, I found this on Slashdot, and the, the Slashdot article says that... Uh, he is suing them because uh, they, quote, harmed him by not removing angry posts made by Facebook gamers. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess the, the, next, uh, the next logical evolution of uh, Jack Thompson is he, he's going to uh, sue the, the Internet um, because the, there's people on the Internet that say bad things about him, including us now. Yeah. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're going to get a cease and desist. <laughs> Jack Thompson is a lawyer who has basically made his claim to fame by going uh, against the gaming industry. Um, and he, when he started off, he was relatively reasonable about about the the problems that he had with the gaming was, industry. Was Doom his first game? I'd have to look at it, like his. Uh, yeah, I don't remember specifically what the first game that he went against was, but he it has become increasingly ridiculous. When it comes to uh, video games, like uh, I think I think Halo was the one that he called 
the uh, the murder simulator. I think he called Doom that. I don't know. They've been calling that ever he, since. Well, he, uh, yeah, he calls he calls uh, um, first person shooters uh, murder simulators. Okay. He was uh, he he sued uh, Rockstar for for Grand Theft Auto. Um, the Grand Theft Auto games as being in- incredibly violent and causing people to, you know, commit crimes. He, he, he had some ridiculous, um, uh, some ridiculous claim that that like twenty percent of of all uh, carjacking and murder was because of Grand Theft Auto or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah he, <laughs> so he's pretty I'm reasonable up right now. Um, he's um, number one on uh, on Crack dot coms. Uh, <laughs> Seven people who never should, never gave up, but absolutely should have. <laughs> um, the the game uh, Rockstar a couple years ago came out with a like a ping pong game, and that was a, a direct rebuke to Jack Thompson because because he and a bunch of other people were yelling and screaming about how Rockstar only makes these incredibly violent games, and uh, they dared they dared uh, or he, he or they dared uh, Rockstar to actually make a game that wasn't violent, and they made the ping pong game, and everybody was looking for where there was like the graphic violence or nudity or whatever, <laughs> and they just straight up made a ping pong game. Did you hear about the uh, like Jack Thompson made a ten thousand dollar bet uh, that no one would make some game and somebody made it and yeah. he didn't pay up so yeah. Penny Arcade paid up <laughs> yeah <laughs> which I thought was awesome yeah uh, there's like a like a standing rivalry between Penny Arcade and and Jack Thompson they went and back it's and forth great. sending messages and like they showed you what he wrote back to him and he yeah. kind of sounds like a cross between a lawyer. Uh, what maybe a lawyer who's like eight years old with an anger problem? <laughs> you know, he like, was no, you're stupid. Well, he, they they brought him up. They brought the uh, Florida State, uh, the bar association uh, had him brought up for uh, disbarment, yep. and he and lost he lost his license. Yeah, yeah he, he lost his license, and then and then hired a lawyer to sue the bar association for taking his <laughs> license to practice law away. Yep. <laughs> this guy is ridiculous. I mean, seriously, anytime he comes up in the news, I don't even have to read the story. I just start giggling because it's so great. No, that guy is American. A- He's American. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's a uh, Presbyterian, apparently. Apparently, <laughs> kind of embarrassed to be Presbyterian. It says unknown political party. I should put uh, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> on Wikipedia. I'm going to change it right now. Oh, it's locked. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm sure that people are like, this guy sucks. <laughs> well, uh, my uh, first story is about cease and desisting, if you want me to. Oh, really? It. Yeah. Perfect. Nice. Um, actually, I wanted to talk about, this is this story has been kind of ongoing since Rumpus went on their kind of hiatus, and I wanted you guys to talk about it, but... Um, uh, Android. Uh, Google has there's a, there's a very famous. Well, he's probably the most famous modder for uh, for Android uh, like homebrewed uh, mods. Um, his name he goes by the online handle of Cyanogen. Cyanogen. Yes, yeah, Cyanogen. It has something to do with a chemical, but I've never looked it up. Okay. And um, basically, he makes a uh, yeah. He started off by making a uh, like he speeded up Android with like version 1.0 and then he what he does is before uh, anything gets released officially he'll cook up the open source code that Google releases and uh, 
throw out new builds that are speeded up. And um, that's ridiculous. They should hire him. Yeah, no, he does a really good job, and he's got, like, over... I don't know what the install base is of Android, but he's got a ridiculous amount of users. It's, like, 30... Do you have, like, a percentage? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, um... And he, uh... Google, you know, they're all about open source and all that stuff, but they sent him a a cease and desist letter, and everybody's like, you know... How can they do that? Isn't it all open source? Yeah, it is all open source except for the Google apps, which is like Gmail and the market uh-huh. and um, in anything like that. And uh, so they sent him a cease and desist, and he's not like one of the type of people that's going to be like, "Oh, f you, Google," you know. I'm, I'm not uh-huh. better. So he listened to him, and basically their whole thing is it's it's illegal. You know, Android is open source, and they want people to cook up their own versions of it. But they anything that's made by them, like Gmail and Google Maps and all that stuff, is uh, that's closed source, and they want to keep that uh, internal and all that crap. And he's redistributing it with his mods. So this went on for a while, and people were like freaking out because he really does make the best version of Android. That's what I'm running on my phone. <laughs> Are you still and, running his? Is he gonna? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he should keep releasing them. He does. He actually just released a new version yesterday. <laughs> but uh, what he did is, once he found out that Google was just pissed off about them, well, they weren't really pissed off. They were just kind of setting a precedent. Yeah. In, Which um, is fine, I guess. Yeah. It, it, they just, uh, or what he's doing is he's releasing it without the, any of the Google apps. Like, So then what he did is he made a backup program that backs up all your apps from your phone when you buy it. So it backs up the Gmail and the Google Voice and all that. And then you just uh, flash his mod on your phone, and then you flash all your uh, apps back on your phone. So you technically you have the ones originally installed on your phone, but you have his mod running as the base OS. So That is is really cool. It's legal, but, you know, you still get all the perks of Google's awesome apps. Yeah. That is neat. I don't know. I just thought this was interesting because you know you always see Apple rejecting iPhone apps and all yeah. this, crap and and Android, which is supposed to be the open source platform, just comes out and Google's like, "No, if you you're not." Adding it. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Um, At least Google lets you sideload stuff. Yeah. Well, the thing is that you know, I mean, like like Google Maps and 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 all of those things. They may be closed source, like the actual apps are closed source, but uh, Google has uh, APIs for all of that through the web page. So, I mean, it wouldn't take that much to get somebody to write an open source app that interfaced with Google Maps to do whatever or Google whatever app and and do something a little bit better. And you know what? If this guy is doing such a great job... At, at doing all this stuff, if he's doing it for free and Google doesn't hire him, he's he's they're dumb. Well, what <laughs> Actually, they need to uh, do? What right I after think Google sent out that letter is they uh, one of the main developers on Android tweeted about his his tweet was uh, Apple uh, went Microsoft uh, Palm or any of you guys hiring? I can't take this uh, fascist uh, company. <laughs> <or something. laughs> That's funny. What what I what I expect to happen now? Because the cease and desist order really is is just setting a precedent. It's not like they're going to actually take action about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I expect to see is them probably do some kind of contract work with this guy, maybe, um, and get him so that so that what he's doing is then legit because he's doing such a good job that they would be idiots not to do something where they they 
give him some kind of contract work, freelance work or whatever, where, where they say this is official, he is allowed to do this. They should just give him a couple of hundy sticks. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, that's what, maybe that's a what I'm thousand hundy sticks. That's what <laughs> I'm, I'm saying. Sure he would like, do it. <laughs> But that, that's, that like that's, hasn't come up at all. That's weird. Well, yeah, yeah, it hasn't come up yet. So I, I think that the coolest uh, like Cinderella story with a modding or a modder or modding team is the Counter Strike team. They went from from making a mod that became hugely popular and then get getting hired by Valve to make their mod. That is so cool. Yeah, and like all of them quit their day jobs when they got hired by Valve, which is like amazing. <laughs> I, I thought that was so cool. <laughs> So, like, I don't know, it gives people hope. Like, if you're out there coding, I can't believe how much time people put into stuff like that. That blows my mind. Oh, no doubt. I, I, I just, it amazes me. I wish I had the, the free time to be able to do something like that. You, you know, think- I have I have two projects right now that I want to, that I really, really want to work on, and I don't have time to work on them. And that's just me by myself working on something. And, and it's like, these guys are going out, and it's like, oh, Android. Oh, it's open source. Hey, cool. I'll, I'll let's fiddle, fiddle, fiddle. Oh, I know how this works now. Oh, I am completely modifying the the source for the operating system to make it so much better that a majority of people are using <laughs> my version over the the default version. It's like yeah, and the the funny thing is is like tweaks he adds, other people hook into their own like they're different ROMs. Like uh, people have released like HTC's version of uh, of Android and stuff like that, but they they build in his tweaks like they have this thing called brain fuck scheduler which is designed to like use uh uh like crappy processors and make them ridiculous fast on linux so everybody's using that now it's now the new standard for cooked android uh hot. what's it called it's called bfs brain fuck scheduler like the guy who, <laughs> it's called that because the guy who uh, originally designed it he's like it shouldn't work like the logic behind it means that it should work a lot slower but on slow processors it works a lot better i guess what it does is it like simplifies tasks into like a straight pipeline through threads i don't know it's a little too complex yeah that's that's more of those cs major things <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah all right it's you writer okay I guess I'll do this one. You, you guys know the uh, new Dell Adamo XPS? Yeah. Okay. The one with the crazy commercial with the chicks in Grand Central that we talked about in the first episode. Wait, was that the what? Adamo? I thought yeah. that was the uh, Sony. Was it? Yeah, it was the Sony. That was the Adamo Sony. just got announced this week. Uh, but there was one before it. There was actually two before it, I think. Oh, okay. There was a Dell Adamo, and it was com. The yeah. website of time. Yeah. We talked about it the same time we talked about the chicks in Central. Uh, yeah, Grand ever. Central. Grand Central. But uh, so it's it's the thinnest laptop in the universe, pretty much. I don't even know how they fit anything into it. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I haven't seen a good picture of it. Like, they won't, they won't like, show it off yet. <laughs> or say how they show it, it from the side and you can't see it in the picture. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because it's like a razor. I can, like, shave my face with the laptop. <laughs> it's two dimensional. It says it's as thin as air, half as thin as air. <laughs> what? <laughs> as as the the air. Oh, yeah. Air. yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, this is what I saw, and uh, um, I thought this was awesome, and I love ridiculous awesome stuff. Okay, so it has a heat sensitive latch, and. This is what they say. A heat-sensing strip on the lip that when swiped with your finger 
glows white and automatically opens the aluminum lid. Now that sounds awesome. It sounds awesome, <laughs> but it also sounds dirty too. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, and then uh, Gizmodo said, "When it comes to how I open my super thin two thousand dollar laptops, I expect nothing less." That made me LOL today. You know, I I read that story and I was thinking, I'm like, "Wow, that's a really cool idea." And then I thought about it. And what if you're just like holding your laptop? You know, like you're you're holding your super thin laptop, like. With and then it starts opening. It. Yeah, like it, what, it what happens if too easy to open? I'm sure like it's, it's like a, a garage ice. door where, like, where like if you, there's pressure on it, it's not going to open by itself. Also, um, doesn't the iPhone unlock in the same manner? Has anyone accidentally opened their iPhone or unlocked no, the iPhone? Because that's it's it's that because that's a capacitive touchscreen. I understand so you, that. So you actually have to make contact with it, but you also have to swipe across the bottom in a very specific manner. Okay. Yeah, I guess if you're. How oh, is this different though? It it depends. Like if it if it's judging the heat signature from one end of the pad to the other, then that's fine. But if it's just if it gets hot, then it opens. Oh, like, um, yeah. I, I bet you it has to like the heat has to pass across this. My yeah. God. I didn't know yeah. what you meant. that means. Here, here's the here's the problem that I see. What happens if you live in like Georgia where it's above your uh, body temperature all the time? How does it detect the swipe? Maybe it's capacitive. Because it's always hot. I don't know. <laughs> or when your laptop heats up, since it's like two millimeters thick, and there's nowhere for the air to go. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I just thought it was cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. No, it is but... cool. I just think it's a gimmick. Uh, yeah, but gimmicks are what makes people buy stuff, including me. I think that's, that's true. That's true. Like, if I, was, if I had a choice between two laptops and... One of them didn't have that, and one of them had that. I would buy the one that had that. <laughs> okay. Um, I uh, was looking at Hackaday. Uh, it's been three weeks now since I saw this, but this was the, the story that I was the most excited to talk about because um, it's uh, Microsoft uh, finally publicly announced that they're working on an open source multi-core OS, which blew <laughs> my friggin' mind. Why would Microsoft work on that? Can't they just get people to work on it for them for free? <laughs> well, that's the thing is they've got a team. They've got a team of like twenty people that are just, that is dedicated to what they call Project uh, Barrelfish, which is which is. A, <laughs> Which is is an open source? It's it's an open source OS. I mean, that by itself is just astounding. You How know, much, Microsoft. I'll, I'll bet you money. This is. I bet you. I know what they're doing. They. I bet you they're trying to compete with Apache because IIS is so terrible and nobody uses it. Even when Microsoft published that biased paper on what's what's more cost effective, Linux or Windows for web servers, even in that study, they said Apache was better. So my yeah. guess is they're trying to compete with Apache and release a like a web server specific scalable architecture that's supported by Microsoft. That's my I guess. I really wish I hadn't already said that I work for IBM because I would say something right now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like big corporations like that to me get their nose in the op- open source software to say, oh man, look at me, I'm working on open source software, I'm cool, I'm, I'm with the cool kids. Well, but, but Microsoft's been doing that for years. Microsoft's been doing the whole, ooh, look, we're cool, we do open source stuff too um, for for years. And they actually, uh, micro, uh, Microsoft, uh, Windows 
has a lot of open source stuff built into it. Um, like like a lot of the network stack is built off of the uh, off of the BSD stack. Um, yeah, is that why it's so much better in two thousand eight? Yeah, or the reason, uh, Vista and yeah, the, the, the reason the reason that uh, they've been doing that since like uh, Windows two thousand, I think. Oh really? Yeah, because it got way but, better in Vista and Server two thousand eight. The the main reason why they went with BSD over any other ones, as far as I can imagine, this is pure speculation. But uh, the reason they went with BSD over anything else is because BSD has its own style of open source license, which basically says, "Yeah, you can use this. You don't have to disclose it. You just have to say that you're using our stuff. <laughs> you don't have to say where it's at or what it's doing." Oh, so they have the best type of licensing. Like yes. They don't, yes. They don't have to release where they use it, even. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we use the we use BSDs. Is that why Apple back. uses it too? Uh, I well, uh, uh, Apple uses BSD as the core of their operation. Yeah, I know, but yeah. I mean, uh, probably. They've, I, gotten, I they've gotten in some trouble for not disclosing source before. Right. If it's if it's under the BSD license, they don't have to disclose jack shit. Yeah, and that's, that's probably. But um, the uh, um, th- th- this is so cool to me because it's it's not just Microsoft saying, "Hey, look, we're working on open source stuff. Look, this is cool." It's, "Hey, we're actually building a complete OS." Yeah, that is pretty. And, yeah, that is pretty cool. And and while while I can see them trying to quote unquote corner the market on on open source OSs with this it's not never going to happen but the fact that they're actually working on it means that open source is legitimized to a, an extent that Microsoft which is a multi-billion dollar uh, industry by itself is worried about what open source can do to them yep um I totally forgot what I was going to say true story <laughs> oh the uh, <laughs> the guy from Microsoft <laughs> On career day, was wearing a uh, uh, Linux shirt, and it, oh, it really? said it said Linux on it. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, it was just the shirt that said Linux. Again, emphasizing my point that big corporations just want to get their hand in uh, some yeah. open source stuff. <laughs> no, like, IBM does that too. They've got this like they have an open source division. Like it's not a major part of the corporation, but uh, you're not telling us like trade secrets, are you? No, I'm so legit. pretty sure this is... No, like Lotus Symphony? I'm sure you... Have oh, you heard of that? No, I have no idea. Probably heard Lotus, I, uh, I did. Lotus I Lotus or something? Yeah, Lotus Symphony? Suite. There was Lotus Suite. Whoa, it just got... Like, oh, time. crap. I clicked, clicked the Ustream link. Symphony oh. was a spreadsheet program that was written exclusively for DOS back in the late 80s, early 90s. And I know this because that was the first, uh, the, my first delving into uh, programming. Is I wrote macros in a spreadsheet to write my own game. Nice. <laughs> That's like Troy. Troy, like the only thing he'd ever done like, <laughs> programming was I make I make stuff in spreadsheets. Like he made macros and stuff, and he was all proud of himself. I thought it was funny. Yeah, because it's like one of the easiest way to make uh, a um, not make a game. I, I would think there's easier ways, but it's the easiest way to get into like any kind of cheap program, especially if you're dealing with numbers and number crunching. <laughs> oh yeah, Lotus Symphony. Um, it's their uh, it's IBM's Office program, and that's what they install on all their uh, their. Is that, is that what you have to use? Uh, yes. Is Whoa, it, 
Lotus Sweet still exists? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, my yeah, God. Lotus that's funny. It, it's actually open source. You can go download it if you want to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but nobody does. That's because OpenOffice exists. Yeah, and I'm not allowed to say anything opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> not allowed to say how great OpenOffice is because it's I made not, by I'm, Sun. I'm, I'm, I am not allowed to, neither, to. I am only allowed to neither confirm nor deny the existence of Lotus Symphony. <laughs> it's not bad. Like the presentation is good. I'll give it that. Oh really? Um, yeah. Cool. Like it's really it's it's really work oriented. Like you can. It's really easy to switch between items that you're working on. But saving in certain formats that are proprietary by a certain major corporation are is kind of. <laughs> um. I, I remember back in uh, back in the day, uh, the Lotus Suite was like the office, the, pro- yeah. the productivity. Everybody suite. was using it. You, was you it? could you, you couldn't find anything that was better than that. I mean, it was great. It was it was amazing. And you know, Lotus One Two Three was the spreadsheet program to use. And and then uh, then Microsoft started getting into the game. And yeah, the first couple of, of editions of Office sucked, but all of a sudden, they just came out as you know the the leaders in in that, and then Lotus just kind of disappeared. And I had no idea that they were still making shit. <laughs> yeah, you remember when, uh, when? I remember when when Lotus was bigger, especially with big companies, bigger than Office. And like Office was like Lotus compatibility, and it'll do all the saving and all the stuff like that. Yeah, well, don't count on it. Yeah, but it, they used to be really good about it. Lotus They're notes. Good. It's your story, by the way, James. All right, um, let me pick one. Uh, okay, I'm gonna do my my second Android story, and this one's cool because it like just happened uh, last night. Yeah, yesterday was Sunday. Um, uh, Verizon uh, started off their new advertising campaign for uh, a Droid, which is gonna be uh, as they announced during this commercial, their uh, direct competitor against the iPhone. And if you haven't seen this commercial, it is a, it's a, like the first probably 20 seconds of it is them bashing the iPhone. They even use like their, their corny little, like, you know, like pop music in the background, oh, really? the white background with black text and even the same <laughs> font. And it's like, I don't have a flash and I don't have a slide out keyboard and I don't do my, uh, uh, multitasking and all this other stuff. And then it, it like switches to this like badass matrix, uh, uh, animation and it's like it's like you know like it's saying all this stuff like I don't is the iPhone and then it's just Droid does and and then they've got this teaser site and all that but um yeah I'm super pumped about this phone it is the Motorola Droid which has been leaked but not officially known for probably six months now and uh, it's coming out on Verizon exclusively this year and there's supposed to be a GS7 version coming out next year. And it's going to be the first phone that has Android 2.0. And I'm going to give Adrian this link for the show notes. But uh, Android 2.0 looks amazing. It's It basically revamps everything in Android. And there's a lot of cool features. Like, uh, I don't want to get on the iPhone bashing spree, but uh, I think it's really cool. That <laughs> That's they, what what's the rumpus is. Even though two people <laughs> that are on this podcast have one, they just bash it all the time. <laughs> um. The uh, Android 2.0 has uh, built-in Facebook sync for all your contacts, so if you are friends with people on Facebook, it automatically pulls them in. My phone does that too, bitch. 
Yeah, but do you have to get an app for it? Yeah, it's the Facebook app. Yeah, this is built into the OS. Well, we, how is that great? <laughs> apps, it's, it's cool. A, it's, I don't know. Like you don't it. have to add your friends manually. Oh. Like, hey. I can have all 350 friends that I have on yeah, Facebook. that's retarded. I, I don't want I don't all know. 350 of my, <laughs> my Facebook friends. I've been paring down my friends, so if you get defriended and you listen to the podcast, add me and be like, I listen to the podcast, and I will re-add you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really have much more to add to that, but I think another cool uh, aspect of Android 2.0 is the they have this thing, it's called Car Home, which I think is a jab at uh, voice recognition, not being able to recognize things that you say into a phone. Yeah. But uh, it's basically like an oversized home screen that has really simple stuff like directions and maps and your contacts and voice dialing and stuff that's supposed to be used when you're in the car. Oh, and... Cool. Uh, it sounds pretty cool, actually. Like, instead of having, you know, your typical home screen where you actually have to look at the phone, it's got, like, like five easily placed icons that you can press, and there you go. You, you can call somebody. You can get directions somewhere. Um, it, it's designed to be mobile instead of just, you know, being your computer in a pocket type. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, I, I just want to add to this that, uh, that the, the, the droid phone actually uses the same architecture that the iPhone and the Palm Pre uses, which means that it will literally be competitive with the iPhone and the Pre. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think that uh, uh, the Droid can compete with the iPhone? Uh, absolutely. Because because at this point, now that they've switched the architecture with, with the actual Droid phone... Uh, it's all down to software, and since the Android is, is since Android is open source, and they allow side loading of apps, they're gonna yeah. blow blow the sides <laughs> off of the iPhone and the Palm Pre because both of those have their app store, and, and they don't allow certain things in, and so you're gonna end up with, you know, oh well, I want to do this with my phone. Oh look, the Android lets me do, you know, Android lets me do this, iPhone doesn't, and the Palm Pre doesn't. Hmm, which one am I going to go for? Yeah, and the awesome thing about the Android is uh, that I like is you can, it doesn't matter like which hardware, it's like buying a PC really, it doesn't matter which hardware you get, you can have the same OS and have your same settings on any phone you buy. Right. If you buy an Android, which is awesome. It's never been done before in a phone. Alright, go Ryder. Okay, go me. Um, Steinberg actually sent me this story. He, he sent me two stories this week. He thought we might be interested in. Um, this is uh, from ABC News. It's a woman suing Toyota over a terrifying prank. Uh, I posted the link in IRC. Uh, Toyota did an underground marketing campaign for the Matrix, I think, and uh, it was like it was pretty. They said everyone said it was pretty well done, and uh, they did stuff like. Um, post on your MySpace page and call you and send you videos and stuff like this. Um, let me see if I can get the uh, gist of it. Uh, she received emails for five days from a fictitious man named Sebastian Boyer from England who said he was on the run from the law, knew her and where she lived, and was coming to her home to hide from the police. So, uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so... I think from from what I get is your friends sign you up for it, and then uh, Toyota says, "Hey, would you like to participate in a marketing campaign?" But they don't tell you what's going on, and then so she agreed to it, 
to participating in this, and her friend set her up for this, and then she sues Toyota because she was afraid, and her work performance suffered and all this gay crap. Fail. So uh, what Steinberg said he was concerned about was uh, altered reality games, games where, like, the game will contact you in your email or contact you on Facebook and be like, oh, I'm running from the police, or, like, stuff that stuff that makes games more interesting. Something and, uh, similar to what the yeah, this article is about. Yeah, the marketing campaign, but, like, uh, in video games, which right. is not, as far as I know, I've never played a game that did that. But, There's been viral marketing for games that have done that. Yeah, um, but, I mean, there was, actual well, in-game stuff. I, I don't remember the, the name of the game, um, and I don't remember a lot about the game because I was just watching somebody play it, but um, a friend of mine had played a game where uh, there was things in the game that it wasn't to to the extent where you know it emailed you or whatever because this is like ten years ago, but um, it was like a, it was like a video game where like uh, it would do stuff like you'd be in the middle of playing and you'd be right in the middle of a battle against somebody, and the the game would do something where it would mimic your TV turning off. So you like freak out because your TV just turned off, but it didn't really turn off. It would just it just made it seem like like the TV had just turned off, and you, so you're freaking out in reality, trying to figure out why the TV just turned off, but it really didn't. Or like um, uh, just just things like that throughout the whole game, and it just I mean like like the game by itself, like if it hadn't done things where it was trying to fuck with you in the real world, uh, would have been like a mediocre game at best. <laughs> But yeah. but the fact that they added this kind of thing because it was a thriller game anyways it was one of those games where you know it's suspenseful and you know you're supposed to not play it in the dark or else you'll piss your pants because you're so <laughs> scared kind of kind of thing and 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 so adding that into it just added a level of creepiness to it that that, that just it, it emphasized the game so much and just made it that much creepier um, and and I could see something like that where like like you're playing a game. And then you get a phone call. You you get a yeah you or like you get an email all of a sudden that says don't look behind you or something like that and it just yeah. I mean it would think, it would have to I think a phone call would work better because you're not necessarily checking your email while you're gaming but right. if you get a phone call and and then like it's a pre-recorded even if it's pre-recorded and it's like um, your next mission or like go towards the yellow box in front of you or something could like that. Imagine, could that you imagine? Could you imagine? If if they if they were able to link it together or sync it up well enough that that the game was going and somebody was talking in the game and you got a phone call and it was the person in the game and you could hear them See? from both your speakers and in the phone exactly that would be badass that would be even cooler if you could like opt to turn off the sound in the game and then it just like linked to their servers and did a voiceover IP and then called you. From the game, and then like you see it on the on the screen, and it calls you on the phone. I think that would just be so cool. That's yeah. Creepy. <laughs> or like we're gonna text you the combination for the safe, <laughs> and then they text yeah. you the combination for the safe, but it's not like on your on-screen PDA it goes to your real right. phone. Yeah, that would be that, cool. that would be actually. Pretty, pretty awesome. I don't have a story for this, but the newest version of Clue they just released this uh, this week or last week has built-in texting into it. When you start the game, <laughs> oh, yeah, send a I, text to, uh, to, the, to the Hasbro servers, and then they play the game along with you via text, which I think is yeah. retarded. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chuck and I were just talking about this at work the, uh, yesterday. Oh, really? Not yesterday, because today's Monday. <laughs> it must have been today. <laughs> <laughs> you were working on Sunday. It was, it was today while we were at work, and that... 
and it's like you know it's it, there's a difference between doing that in a in a computer game and a difference between doing that with a board game yeah and i don't know why it is that way or at least i don't know why it is that way with me but for some reason in a in a board game I think that's bullshit. You know, it's if you're playing a board game, it's because you want to sit around with other people literally in real life and look at them face to face and play this game. You, know, you, don't want to, you don't want to play Clue and have like another, you know, your friend sitting next to you and then like two people that are sitting on some server somewhere sending you text messages. I don't think that it's people. I bet it's yeah, automated. So. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it, I, I'm, I, from what I understand, it's like the, the way that it works is, is you get text messages that are like clues about oh, yeah. to, to try and help you figure out the game. And that's uh, honestly, that's bullshit. You know, like, um, uh, gimmick, uh, gimmick, gimmick. Yeah. Well, it's definitely a gimmick. Okay, I what? think it's awesome that the the last line in that article that writer sent out about the Matrix thing was Harp said Sachi and Sachi continues to work on work with Toyota, but its Matrix campaign Matrix he said, but it had run its course. It did follow our projected timeline, which basically <laughs> means it was intended for it to get suspended. <laughs> unless unless they only were gonna run it for a year, if it if they like they it didn't get cut short basically. Oh, okay. By this crazy lady. <laughs> All right. The next issue of Playboy is supposed to have uh, Marge Simpson as the centerfold. That's wait, does... what? Yeah. Wait, dude. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Lol, <laughs> what pair? Yeah, I was <laughs> just going to do the wait. The lol, what pair? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I feel about this. Well, because it's, I mean, it's, it's weird. I think. Yeah. You know? if, if you want, if you want anime porn, then you go find anime porn or cartoon porn. There's, yeah. there's Dude, probably there's been, so much Simpsons porn on the internet. Do they really need to do? There is. I've like, seen it. <laughs> for like 15 years. For 15 years. If you wanted to see Marge Simpson naked, you could go on the internet and find it on hundreds of different websites. And now it's like, oh well, it's they're going to put her in Playboy. And not only are they going to put her in Playboy, but they Playboy also convinced Seven Eleven to carry the magazine, which has only ever happened once. What do you mean? Seven Eleven doesn't carry Playboy. Seven Eleven doesn't carry Playboy. Okay. And so and so so now they're doing this one, and Playboy has convinced Seven Eleven to carry. Uh, Why the is Seven Eleven significant? It's significant because they don't carry Playboy. They've only ever conceded to carrying Playboy once, and I don't know what the issue was, but it, it's the fact that they don't do it. it it'd be like Walmart uh, carrying CDs with explicit lyrics. Or Walmart just, carrying just Playboy. For, or Walmart <laughs> Playboy. 7-Eleven is like the, the, the Toys R Us of convenience stores, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, so again, I has like a commercial. The Marge Simpson being naked in Playboy is a gimmick. Yeah, and I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, a one-trick pony, but uh, <laughs> episode just, seventeen. Like, <laughs> James thinks everything's a gimmick. <laughs> episode seventeen, the gimmick of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, my next story is, um, okay. Uh, I saw this on uh, Gizmodo, and I think it's totally awesome because I would own every single one of these if I could. 
Um, it is seven gadgets that will keep you off your feet all weekend. The first one is an in-home, um, in-home remote control where basically you can control any aspect of your house just from one single device, uh, like your lights or your refrigerator or your TV or your stereo or whatevs. Uh, the next one is a wheelchair with legs, which is amazing. <laughs> it's basically a, a seat with legs, like with robotic legs, and you move around with the legs. How is that better and... than a wheelchair? <laughs> because it's awesome. <laughs> Besides the fact that you look like a mech, that's pointless. Dude, you Looking could like dance. a mech is pretty awesome. You could dance. Oh, that's true. You can't dance in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure you can just ask the crippled kid in Glee oh, really? <laughs> how come everybody watches Glee I don't know because it's awesome jeez did everyone take away their, their dude credentials and their penises <laughs> no actually it's a pretty good show I, I doubt I, it I, Doubt my it. grandma got a virus from looking up episodes of that show online so oh, I'm going to stay away man. from it just, just, just watch it it's, it's not that bad Everybody's, actually, everybody gets really terrible music stuck in their head when they watch it, too. I saw that. All the single ladies? That's not a bad song. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll finish it off. The next one, which is probably the best one on the list, is a remote control cooler. Awesome. Basically, it is a cooler that you can put all your beers in, and then you can. it comes with a remote control so you can drive it around to anybody sitting on their lazy ass. Uh, did, I want like twelve of these. Did, did you see the? Uh, do you, either of you guys ever watch System, the Revision Three show? Uh, I've seen like one or two episodes. One of yeah. the last episodes. One of the last episodes they did before it, it got canceled was uh, uh, how to build a robot um, beer cooler, and it was it was this. It, they basically what they did was they they made a robot that followed a, a white piece of tape around. Yeah. So they basically all they had to do was was uh, run tape through through their office to the cubicle, <laughs> and then they had a button that you hit on the desk. So you hit the button, oh, and the man. cooler drives to you. That is so cool. In, in their that office, is- I want to work there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is for the next episode. It's totally cool. <laughs> all right, starting test number twenty-five. Oh. <laughs> I'd have to upgrade it to liquor bottle dis- delivery, <laughs> especially if it was failing all the time. I think it's directly proportional to how big your office is, though. Definitely, there was a there was a guy who who built a uh, a beer catapult. Yeah, there was a, well, that... it was a, it was a refrigerator that that would um, it had like some kind of elevator conveyor belt system where it would pull the beer out and put it into the arm of a catapult and launch it. So if you hit the button and held your hand directly above your head, it would launch it right into your hand. Yeah, which is awesome. They had that on Jay Leno and stuff. Yeah, that is totally awesome. Oh, my God. Okay, there, there's like four things left on this list. The next one is a uh, uh, dog. It's uh, basically a cheap tennis ball thrower, so you don't have to play with your dog. You can just stick it in a yard, and it'll and make it, a tennis ball to your dog. If, if your dog actually puts the balls back in the machine, they could go forever. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, it goes in the top, and you can oh, yeah. your dog to do that. Yeah. Pretty all easily. you have to do is yeah. All you have to do is train your dog to uh, um, to retrieve the ball and put it back in the in the receptacle. And and actually, I've seen them where they the receptacle is like a funnel, so the dog only has to get in the general area, and it just goes back in. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. 
But the the way you would want to do it is only put one ball in there because you don't want it to shoot before before they put a ball into it. Uh, you put like four or five in there. Yeah, but then it'll it'll keep shooting them even if they don't put it back in the in the top. Oh yeah, there's probably no delay or anything. Yeah, I don't know how it works, but <laughs> let me ch- click on it. <laughs> the next item is the Eurowell, which is basically a retractable uh, penis depository. <laughs> it's like a, Urine, uh, maybe? <laughs> well, yeah. You don't but, take uh, your penis off and put it in there. <laughs> you could use a vagina on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a little uh, I don't know a fold up uh, thing that you pee in. So whenever you just you know you need to take a whiz, you just whip this thing out and you crank it all the way to its full extension, you and then you pee in the that? end of it. Oh, it, it totally it totally has you. Uh, um, your dog puts it back in there and goes and gets it, and it launches it, and they wait for it. Oh, really? It yeah, does? there's a video. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so you only have to run one ball at a time, and they don't get the ball until they put it back in there. Oh, man, I would <laughs> I would love to watch that. I would like sit on, I would just sit in a lawn chair with beer and think that was the greatest thing in the world. And drink every time they successfully get the ball back. <laughs> and it shoots yeah. it like straight up in the air, so if they catch it midair, then you should. Oh, that's like, yeah, yeah, slam. Well, that's not a slam because this dog does it like four times in a row. <laughs> it would be a pretty quick game. <laughs> All right, last two things this is an extendable fork, and the last one is neo neodymium magnets, which is uh, awesome because it links to a story where you could, where it talks about a guy who ripped his Chopped finger his off. Fingers off. <laughs> he put his finger between two magnets, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, that's what I was just cringing and thinking it was amazing. All right, Ryder. Okay. This is my last one. Um, Carol Brady creates the worst tech support job on the face of the <laughs> Yes. It's yes. Uh, the Flow Club, and it's telephone-based tech support for old people, which would be pretty much the worst job in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I They only charge like 50 bucks a month, but I can't imagine anyone... No, I thought it was like twenty five a month. Oh, maybe that. Oh, yeah. I think you're. Right. It's it's twenty five a month or two hundred fifty a year. Yeah. Which, oh my god, they couldn't. If they paid me two hundred thousand dollars a year to do that, I probably would pass. <laughs> yeah, I, I I oh, I have trouble trying to help my my non techie friends that are around the same age as me do computer shit. I don't. I can't imagine trying to help my grandmother trying to do things, or or somebody's grandmother you have to be nice to because it's your job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it just it just blows me away, and it's like, okay, click the thingy thing on the thingy thing. No, okay, I I quit. Middle. Here, let me let you talk to my manager. <laughs> Done here. Or you could be uh, awesome and get Ultra BNC, which I recently released to my family. Yeah. Basically, what it is is it's a uh, it's this a, is really cool. I did it too, and it worked. It's a server. Well, it's a, like a self-contained BNC server that you you make an EXE for, and you put it on a website somewhere, and then your your grandma calls you up, and she's like, "OMGs, I can't get to the to the emails." <laughs> your, your grandma says, "OMGs, I can't <laughs> get to the, the emails." <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, and you just tell her to go to this link, and she clicks on the link, and then she double clicks on on one line, and next thing you know, you're getting a VNC pop up on your machine yeah. that says uh, that says, "Hey, your grandma doesn't know how to use the interwebs," and uh, <laughs> and then you have control over her computer, and you don't need to listen to her anymore. Yeah, it totally Maybe works, she- and it's really awesome. I like ten years ago when when I was in the Marine Corps, we used to use a program, and I don't even remember what it was now. But we used to use it, and we didn't want anybody to know that we could do that because we knew that as soon as we told people that we that we could do that, they just call us all the time for everything. So what we used to do was we used to tell people. We're like, hey, you need us to work on this. You need us to fix this. Okay, here's what you do: turn your monitor off right now and leave. Leave your office for about 15 minutes. <laughs> when you come back, it'll be fixed. If it's not, call us back. And then would, would you just do, do a remote reboot? <laughs> no, we would go through like on this remote program and do whatever we needed to do, but they didn't see any of it, so they didn't know that we could control their computer remotely because if they knew that, we were fucked. Because they would <laughs> ask, hey, the internet doesn't work. Can you do that thing where you connect to my computer? No. Well, oh, why the man. fuck not? And you're like... <laughs> It doesn't work unless you're a hundred miles away from your computer. <laughs> exactly. So, so we just we just told them to turn their their monitor off and leave the office. And so they had no idea what we were doing. They they maybe we like jumped through the window and fixed it, or we, who knows what, what the fuck we're doing. But it would just magically poof, it'd be fixed. And and it was so great because I never had to leave my office. I just type in the password and poof it. All right, um, I just I just got one more thing that I, that I want to throw out there. This is an absolute must for this episode. Um, we have on several occasions talked about the uh, the Tesla Roadster, yep. which is like the the you know epitome of electric vehicles. I don't know, uh, Ryder, would you be caught driving a Tesla Roadster? Uh uh-uh. uh No, it's, it doesn't have a manual gearbox. And it doesn't make cool noises, and it weighs too much, so it's not as cool as a regular Lotus anything. All right. If you had the choice between a Tesla Roadster and a... Um, any, any other car with batteries in it, I would yeah. take the Tesla Roadster. Okay. <laughs> um, well, it was just recently released that Tesla is working on making a van. Oh, man. That sounds like... Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, um, Honda is making a hybrid... The CSX, something like that. Uh huh. It's the hybrid. It's supposed to be a hybrid sports car based on the uh, uh, CRX. Is that right? Is that the small car that they used to make? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's C, C something X. CRZ is the new one. CRX is the old one, and uh, it's a it's a hybrid, but. It come you can get with a six speed transmission, which is what counts. <laughs> so that makes it okay. So I would. Oh, wait, I would it's a hybrid that. manual. Yeah, it's a hybrid with yeah. an annual transmission. And how does that work? It's That's supposedly a sports car, which it's it's going to be front wheel drive, but it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Ryder. I know I'm very purist about cars, <laughs> like like to the max. <laughs> Well, anyways, the the thing you know, I think it's kind of cool that that uh, that Tesla is is doing a van, but it's it wouldn't be noteworthy except for the fact that that uh, 
on Gizmodo, the article, the title for the article was So Long Roadster, Hello Shaggin' Wagon. (laughs) (laughs) And that made me happy. Plus, plus the the art the article. Every Gizmodo article has has a uh, a picture in it. This one was of the uh, the A team van, so definitely dug <laughs> I that. Found it. <laughs> I found the article based on based on your title. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and Gadget's picture is even better. It's a van with Elvis painted on the side. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, that is cool. The let's see, the Fark headline of the week. Um this week is a tie. Um it's a tie Uh-oh. between the first one is scientists at MIT have created a hybrid microchip smaller and faster than today's processors. This is a re- repeat from eighteen months ago, eighteen months before that, eighteen months before that, eighteen months before that. 18 months before that, 18 dot dot dot. It says 18. Did it get truncated at 255 characters? I think so, yeah. Uh, and the, the other one was 121 children hospitalized with lead poisoning in China live near, oh, live near battery plant. <laughs> <laughs> Doctors report half positive, half negative. One discharge. Did you see the one that said 288 people died in an accident? Police say this scene was too gross or yeah. something like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, that is awesome. <laughs> I saw that on today, I think. I need I think, to add uh, that to my RSS feed. Yeah, you should. I think, I think honorable mention needs to go to uh, the, the one that uh, two out of three of today's hosts voted for which was uh, mathematicians are given, giving sex advice now. How hard could that be? Subtract clothes, divide legs, add a penis, multiply. <laughs> awesome. Definitely right. awesome. God, I didn't really have a, uh, a question. I didn't really have five tall boys. <laughs> I didn't really have a yes, question of the week. So um, do, you, do either of you have a uh, question of the week? No. Can I, can I leave yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll be nicer, Ryder. All right, peace out, Ryder. I don't know. The only question of the week I can think of is: um, Do you think that uh, Verizon's uh, Android or er, iPhone bashing uh, uh, campaign slogan is uh, is appropriate? I mean, it, it to me, it's like a it's like. Oh, like you're uh, you're John McCain and I'm Barack Obama, and I'm saying that you're too old to be uh, uh, the leader of our country. Like it, it's it's useless bashing. I don't mm-hmm. think it's it's a pro. I, I mean, yeah, that yes, this device has those features, and I think if you're, you know, if you're into that kind of stuff, like I will never buy a phone that doesn't have a, a slide out keyboard. That's one of the things that things that keeps me on Android. Um, I don't know. It just seems to me like you're bashing on some like there's two different parties and and one of them is bashing on the other for things that they believe in. And uh, it's just like politicians where, you know, the Republicans will always bash on on Democrats for believing in in like pro-choice or whatever. It's right, right, right. 
So uh, I don't know. that that's 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 good. That's uh, the, the, um, you know, and and if you think about it, it's like it, you know, plenty of people do that all the time. So you have like like um, the Microsoft um, with their their you know. They they did a, the the campaign ad where they had the um, they had like the people going out and the laptop hunter ads. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have like like Kristen or whatever the fuck the chick's name was, <laughs> where she goes out and and you know, she, yeah. She, they gave her they gave they're like, oh well, if you can spend two hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars, you could probably buy a totally awesome laptop for two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> they gave her two thousand dollars to spend <laughs> they give her two thousand dollars to spend and and they say you know if you can buy a laptop for two thousand dollars we'll pay for it and she goes out and she looks at apple of course and they, and then she's like oh well i can't even buy a laptop for two thousand dollars i guess i'm not cool enough obviously a bash towards towards apple Obviously not a just Joe Schmo off the street. It's a paid advertisement, but you know, hey, look, Apple, haha, we were ribbing you, <laughs> and 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 so you know, it's 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 the thing is, you know, you have like like Apple who is quote unquote on top, you know, they they make you know the the coolest laptops and the coolest phone. So of course people are going to rip on them, and you know, are they going to say anything to people? No, they're not going to say anything to people because they 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 do you know as as far as the market goes, they do make the coolest laptop and they do make the coolest phone. And so when people make fun of them for it, yeah, fine, whatever. You guys are making fun of us. It's not hurting our sales at all. Yeah, but it, Apple's like the the hipster of technology. Like they're yeah, like, oh man, well the majority isn't using us, so we must be cool. I I don't know. It's yeah, I, I completely agree with you that the Apple does this this thing, you know, where they're like they're like we're better than everybody, and for some reason over the last ten years that has taken hold in in you know society, and so people think that Apple is better. And it's not necessarily better. The only thing that makes Apple better is the fact that they they tailor um, they tailor the the their operating system towards a specific set of hardware because that's what they do. They make hardware and then they take that hardware and they write an operating system for it. And so it works really great. Yeah, it's you know, really I, easy to write an operating system for the same hardware every time. Exactly. Why? 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 Do, why do people have so many problems with Windows? Because Windows is built to work on everything. Exactly. You know, you can take you can take Windows and, and install it on an Apple computer, and it and it works. You know, aside from the fact that that Apple has you know proprietary boot up crap, so you have to have specific software that that allows Windows to boot up on that software or on that hardware, but. You know, it works. It works on that. It works on everything. It just doesn't work as good as the Apple, you know, OS ten Snow Leopard bullshit, whatever. Which don't even go on Snow Leopard because as the last week has seen, they've had bugs coming out the ass, which are pretty big bugs. But uh that's a whole other story yeah. in itself. 
Yeah. So you know, it's just it's just that 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 uh, that um, you know, Apple has has portrayed themselves so well in the media that 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 they are awesome. That everyone thinks that they are awesome, and so you know. It, so, so you know, they they look at it as you know they get this this thing with like Android and with Microsoft where everybody's like, oh Apple, whoa, we're so cool, you know, and uh, they're just like whatever, you know, they don't care because because they still have the market share that they have, and it's not a majority market share, but they have it nonetheless. They have they have a they niche have a, market share. Is yeah, what they, they have a they have a niche market share, but they also. Uh, it's it's expanding and it's still expanding and it's not changing, yeah. and so because of that they don't care what other people say because it's just free advertising. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. I, I think it'll be interesting how it all plays out, especially with Microsoft going towards you know like at least starting in the open source uh, gimmicky uh, <laughs> playground, but. Um, I, I don't know. Apple will never be open source, and I say that with uh, with my. It, I say that as if I was an immortal. <laughs> I, oh, I, no, I certainly believe that Apple will never be open source. I wholeheartedly agree with you. They Apple will until the day that that company dies will not release their source code. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think we've uh, we beat the answer to that question of the week to death. Um, so James, where can we find you on the internet? OMGs, I can be found at www.jmbarnett.net. Currently, it is the, uh, the Joomla homepage, but soon it will change. <laughs> <laughs> and that's JM Barnett with two T's. www.jmbarnett.net. Uh, you can find me at adrianhanna.net. I'm on uh, Twitter at CodeMonkey2841. You can find James at JimBob695 on uh, Twitter. You can find James's mom at J- JimBob695SMom on Twitter. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Uh, writer can be found uh, at writerstep.com or rmstep. On Twitter, Chuck is crthomas.org or crthomas42 at Twitter. And I just completely broke my brain trying to remember all of that stuff. So uh, that's the rumpus. not really true. Our theme music is the song Better Nation by Curious Hands and can be found at www.podsafeaudio.com. You can find us on our webpage at www.whatstherumpuspodcast.com. Oh, <laughs>